sweet if you can. Here be three here. This is Cupo Brew, the uh, Here Be Three sponsored podcast that we're doing, uh, and we just we just talk about card games here. At least that's the idea. Right. We might venture into some territory. This is Cupo Brew. Uh, we're going to be talking about card games, any kind of card game, any kind of like series of card games collectible card games train card games all the kinds of anything all of them just a whole bunch of stuff you know yeah it's gonna be good we're gonna have a good time do you guys want to introduce uh, yourselves real quick i'll let you go first since you are the oldest all right i also am the only one on video my name's wolfie that's true I have, uh, I possess a webcam, so that's why I'm the one webcam with the video right now. I have a kid, he's right here, that's Gabe, he's sleeping, he likes card games too, so it's all good. And I like Hearthstone. So, uh, I'm, I'm Alfie, not really, but for now, and, uh, for the time being for for this uh, show i'm mostly going to be talking uh about magic the gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh because others those are the ones that i know the most uh, we all play our own various card games but uh for me i'm mostly going to be talking about magic the gathering and uh respectable we're, we're i'm the kind of player that likes to play for fun and not so much just to like build a deck that wrecks people healthy casual right because, you know, it's a card game, not a card competition. competition. Yeah. That's why they call them tournaments. Right, and <laughs> tournaments are fun too. Like, you can yeah, play tournaments and just true. have a fun time. So yeah, yeah that, that's what, what's Those going on over here. Those are called spikes. What are you, spikes? a Johnny? What? Or a... Never mind. We'll talk about this for on the Magic the Gathering episode. Are you trying to make a joke? No, Richard good. Garfield said that there are three kinds of Magic the Gathering players. Johnny, oh, is that what those Spikes. cards are? Yeah, that's what those cards are. I am disappointed in all of you. <laughs> I thought those were like people. No. Like actual people. No. Right. Um, I'm Lou Badger. Youngest brother. Also like card games. He's a Hufflepuff. Sure. Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, nice sum up, I guess. That, that's all you have to. That's all you have to know, really. Right. Yeah. On the more passive-ish one, I guess. Play more card games probably than the other two. Play more variety. Maybe variety, not as good. Yes. Quantity debatable. Probably. Wait, that's. Well, that's uh, who we are, right? Yeah, we're just a couple of folks. And if you want to know more, like off related topics you're free to go to youtube and follow us on here b3 and we talk more about our personal stuff over there and some more interesting things if you're not necessarily interested in card games you and can not, also follow us on twitch.tv slash here b3 so let's get right into it huh let's get right um, into it what are we talking about, about we... this episode let's get right into the news 
hit it hard. We're talking about talk, talking about um, getting into card games for the first time for new players. So let's first talk how about, about um, how about some of the excuse more me, Alfie. Card games. What is a card? Yeah. What what what's a card game? Oh, that's a good question, Wolfie. A card game. There's there's different kinds of card games. Oh my gosh, what's up? So there's a few different kinds of card games. Uh, for instance, there's trading card game. Trading card games typically mean, uh, like you collect your cards and you trade with other people to try to get a better set of cards to play with. And some cards are worth more or less. And you know you just use these decks. Like another example would be deck building games, where usually trading card games and deck building games are kind of in the same realm. And uh, you know you collect cards and try to make a good deck. Uh, how about another example, guys? Hey, what well, you said? Trading card game. That is usually abbreviated to TCG. That's a term that's going to get thrown around a lot. Yeah. Another form of that word would be a CCG or a collectible card game. Do you guys write notes down? Because there are notes, notes in down. the Discord chat. If you would like to open up the Discord chat, I'm this has been your friendly Cupo Brew reminder. You're like a paperclip, but also hi. Like a I noticed that copy. you're trying to spell disaster. Can I help you with that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's what's another kind of card game, guys? All right, so collectible card games we're going to jump into real quick, right? So unlike trading card games, collectible card games focus more on the collection. This is going to be like your baseball, football, sports, sportsy cards. Uh, if you were around during the 90s, then you would have seen those uh, like TV uh, cartoon cards or cards based off of a movie that are literally just like screenshots of the movie in on on a paper thing and you try to collect i guess the movie i never really looked at all of those the point is to collect the to have the entire collection and uh some ccgs you can actually play with some of them are strictly collecting like stamps and some are online and this actually started branching off into something else where people are actually calling it digital collectible card games uh like hearthstone or the up-and-coming artifact which is the dota 2 card game that's going to come right. out these are mostly because there's no trading involved you can trade in pokemon online and magic the gathering online in Magic Arena, we don't have too much information about. I'm going to assume that you might be able to trade here and there. But uh, collectible card games specify not being able to trade. Right. Okay. And the point well, is to... trade, but it's just for the sake of collecting them. Yeah, exactly. Another, another small example of this that's not necessarily having to deal with cards in general. Um, Pokemon Go, you know, got to catch them all. But, sure. Uh, you could say... I would say not collectible game <laughs> but it's not a card game you're right right it's a collectible it's like video it's a cvg right if you want to wrap your head around it if you're not quite understanding right like the concept of pokemon just gotta catch them all right yeah. 
just gotta catch them all. Right. Pokemon Go specifically, because you can trade in normal Pokemon games and Pokemon exactly. the card game. Right, right. Um, Pokemon Go specifically currently right now on... Do not date the episode. Well, it's important. <laughs> what if they come out with trade tomorrow, Fine. dude? You're right. All right. I'm, I might just bleep it, but... not probably. <laughs> I probably won't bleep it. I'm too lazy right now. I don't see the okay. point. I don't see the point either. Alright. But yeah. Um we'll we'll probably get into Pokemon Go also at some point. Maybe. It's not a card game, but we're gonna run out of card games eventually. I don't know if we will. Actually I don't don't think we will. I think we can I think there's a lot of card games out there that no one's ever talked about. Like Chaotix or other stack of cards that have chaotic trading game even exists any longer. No, it does doesn't. not. It or the Bionicles card game, which was also short-lived. Uh, the I last it is something even we don't know about. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 learning. The audience is learning. We're gonna have a good time. Uh, the last the last game card game that I want to talk about is Living Card Games, which I literally just found out about like two weeks ago, and a, a Living Card Game is. Kind of like uh, a sen- think of Ascension or anything that you have to buy a core set of, and they they like slowly come out with new product over 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 time. But uh, the point is to have all of them. No, the point is that you can you can play with the core set, and okay. you don't have to buy the expansions because that's all they are they're they're just expansions it's like buying a video game and not having to buy dlc you know okay and uh some of these that we'll talk to about in a bit are like uh dominion or ascension i have a picture of ascension somewhere ascension uh is a deck building game where you buy this big old box that has all the cards you need but you can also buy like expansion packs that add more cards to it and they've been slowly updating that since 2008. There's a cool one that I actually want to buy and play with you guys called Call of Cthulhu. I don't know if you've heard about it. I but have. Yeah, so it's like it's like another card game where it's kind of like D&D, but where the cards are like your actions and you have to slowly build up a deck, I think. And it's just centered around like solving mysteries in like cthulhu world nice lovecraftian love, lovecraftian there you go that's what i was looking for it sounds dope like it sounds super cool sounds neat yeah um, i know if you guys work that'd be into that yeah man i'm down yeah real quick i was going to i wanted to give a lowdown of just like the high points card games have had in the last couple of years uh, before we get into some of the basics of playing the card games, mostly just uh, the big boys, you know, the big card games big that are rolling around town, uh, what you're likely to see, yeah, and uh, stuff like that. So, just a quick history report. Uh, maybe we'll do like an in depth on cards games in general, like in the history of the world, but. For now, this is just going to have to do. Uh, 1993, 
young man named Richard Garfield invented a game called Magic the Gathering. Uh, and he sold it, I think, out of his van uh, somewhere on the West Coast to colleges huh. and such. Yeah, no, it was... Also, that's why it's called Wizards of the Coast, because he lived uh, over over here on the West Coast. Right. But uh, 1993 is when Magic the Gathering got uh, started. Its popularity uh, begat the rise of uh, card games, collectible card games, strength card games in general, most notably sports. Uh, so baseball, sports cards in general. I don't know if uh, viewers or anyone ever got into uh baseball card collecting or uh football card collecting those are the big ones uh but they usually have a nice uh splash picture of the player and uh sometimes it's illustrated for like special editions and it'll have stats on that player or a short bio description of who the who he is uh the team that they play for and there's actually a way to play with these cards and no one likes it because it's dumb. But that's why it's mostly a collectible card game with uh, sports cards. Because you try to collect your team. Or you follow a specific player and you collect all of his cards. Or you just try to collect everyone for the year that you're invested in. Stuff like that. Or you just do it for the money. Because a lot of them are worth a lot of money. Nuts. It's like comics. Like it's too late to get invested in card games. Or in baseball right. cards and football cards now. Unless you, you like... So? Put unless you put a lot of money in to buy, them. like there's not a comic or a card game card that you're gonna get that's coming out now that's gonna ever be worth that kind of money. Oh really? Yeah, like that's that's the stuff I'm saying. Like, if I had four copies of every card that Magic: The Gathering has come out with in the last like five years none of them are going to be reserved list none of them are going to be like over 150 dollars for a card mm. not counting like judge promos and stuff like that i just mean like normal uh, release cards after that uh sports cards and, and such uh pokemon uh started hitting the streets and uh pokemon was a he it was a revolution in japan uh, the video game in particular, the card game slowly made its way out to the U.S. where it just tickled a bunch of little kids' hearts, you know? And, uh, right. It, it really uh, paved the way for card games to just be mainstream. Since all and the not kids, in a creepy way at all. Uh, mis yeah, no, Mr. Mime and Jinx scared the shit out of me. For sure. <laughs> Um, stuff like, yeah, but, like, they, those came out in, uh, 1996, they had a huge boom, and then a really hard decline after a couple of years, and it's slowly going back up now, in, uh, what, 2017, and tail end of 2017. Uh, after that, the most notable one would be, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! 1999. Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, had... I would say a cult following just because uh, people don't get into Yu-Gi-Oh! because the card game is super fun. They got into it because the show was fun. The card game's fun too, but it's like you watch the show and then you go play Yu-Gi-Oh! It's not like, Which is oh, really I just found out about this game. I'm going to go watch the show based off of it. Right. 
Sure. Which is really interesting because, like, you know, the show and the actual game aren't very, like, uh, almost never actually make, yeah, almost never follow each other's rules, which is fine because, like, that makes for some great internet memes. Right. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's all about the memes. And Yu-Gi-Oh! is chock full of the memes. Uh, After Yu-Gi-Oh!, a little, a little anime, the little anime that could, Dragon Ball Z, uh, <laughs> made its way towards card games with the Dragon Ball Z trading card game, which was uh, one of the most short-lived mainstream card games ever to exist in the history of everything. I think well, they, it was pretty good. It was fun. It was a fun game. They they have a new version out where they like. Uh, basically updated all the rules, card art, game mechanics. It's inter- It's worth taking a look at at this point now. Uh, Alrighty. After Dragon Ball Z 2000, uh, we we have a, a very large uh, dip, and this is what I'm gonna call the uh, the 2000s slip. I guess I don't know what should we call this. Something alliterative with 2000s. The, the 2000 ton. Uh, I don't know. But essentially, uh, <laughs> card 2000 games. 2000 cards that no longer are worth anything. The 2000 companies that could. That were actually owned <laughs> by one company, probably. But uh, like I said beforehand, <laughs> uh, because Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, and baseball cards had become such a collecting commodity. Uh, people try to cash in on the fad and ruined it for everybody. Uh, this is when you get stuff like the X-Men card games, Zatch Star Trek Bell. card games, Zatch Bell, Zatch oh my Bell. god. Dual, dual Masters. Yeah, dual Masters. Good, yeah. Like, uh, this is when... I don't think that actually ever happened. I don't think so. There was a Mega a Man card game, though, I think. But it could be the Mega thing, Man. The market, there is a Mega Man. The market got so saturated that no one just gave a fuck about card games anymore. This happened around, like, 2000, 2002. Uh, right. I want to say is, is that, like, people, anybody that had some money were like, okay, we're either going to, like, make a card game or make a TV show. This was, like, before the video games boost and stuff like that. So it was, it, it was like, just the worst. And uh, uh, TV shows weren't good either. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, like... Game card games that that were created during this span of time period are are no longer around, and no one gives a <laughs> except for us here at Cup of Brew, Cup of Brew, where we care about a lot of things nobody cares about. Yeah, a two thousand eight. We're gonna move on to two thousand eight uh, slash two thousand ten. That's when Ascension came out. That's when Call of Cthulhu came out two thousand eight. Dominion came out two thousand eight. This is. Uh, the start of us climbing back up the ranks in the uh, trading card game, collectible card game world, same as with comics around this time. Uh, and I, we're slowly I will getting say, back up. up until that point, it seemed like anyone that plays card games, you know, like really like nerdy, like, you know, you're still really nerdy oh, yeah. if you play card games. Oh, but yeah. like, it was the times where like people called Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Ho! And, like, stuff like that. Very offensive like, slurs. So bad. Because 
Yeah, like it was a time where if you Poke played her mom, like, stuff like that. If you played like a card Magic game in the public, losering. like somebody, <laughs> somebody balls. would just be offended. Dragon Balls, yeah, it's classic. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I I would say that the card games were definitely not mainstream. Still very uh, basement dwellery. They're getting there though. And there's there's still there's still a long way to go. But Ascension. Uh, Dominion, Call of Cthulhu, these big, like, board, like, tabletop card games were were a good step in the right direction because there are these, like, $50, $60 investments that you have to put down, and then there's just great fun. You never have to buy expansions if you don't want to. You can, and it's more fun and just super reusable. Uh, this This made it feel like playing card games could be fun again without having to deal with uh release schedules from magic the gathering reprints from Yu-Gi-Oh, just literally bad pokemon cards like stuff like that or like investing too much time and money into a into a card game that would cease to exist in a year or two one thing i will say really quick yeah it's like uh if you think about like the fun things you had to do before card games and video games, like what did we have? Dungeons and Dragons, and yeah, that's the same like, magic. and like that's why Magic: The Gathering is really reminiscent of Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, you guys talked to to my friend Anton. I think his gamer tag is like the monk or something. But um, he's really big into Dungeons and Dragons, and I really enjoy playing Magic with him. Because whenever he plays, he plays like he's playing D&D. Because, like, that's how it kind of should feel. And, like, Magic the Gathering has a really reminiscent feeling to, like, that kind of ideal and, like, those worlds of, that like, is, role play. I totally agree, but also competitiveness kills that. <laughs> like, straight up. It really does, yeah. But, like, yeah. And uh, also, guys- I want to say that around this time is when uh the competitive scene for magic the gathering and pokemon kind of started building up a bit too Yu-Gi-Oh was kind of like they would have tournaments here and there but magic the gathering had was had the pro tour going on i think they had they still had the like uh player rewards where like anybody could go go like participate in a tournament and get points and then based off those points at like the end of the season or something they would get promo cards and these cards are like hella rare now because they stopped doing that program. But right. uh, they were the there was there was a, a competitive scene building uh, in the in the back in the wings. Uh, next we have a surprise My Little Pony collectible card game, and oh I'm going to talk about this real quick, really quick. It's fun. All right, my, my Little Pony is fun. The card game Jesus. is fun. And the only way I say this is because this was the first kind of card game that uh, came out in, in the last like couple of years that kind of changed up the whole formula. And usually there's like, like every card game would have like its own version of life points, creatures, your deck, the battlefield like spells instants stuff you could do on your opponent's turn stuff like that like i'm i'm it's like it's 
it's the same formula for Chaotic, it's the same formula for Zatch Bell. All of these failed card games all had the same semblance. They just changed the name and put a pretty skin on it. Uh, the My Little Pony card game was actually like complicated in the way that you play it because you you don't really have creatures that fight your opponent and there's not really a life point total and it's kind of like pokemon where you get prize cards but instead of getting prize cards you like go around solving the town's problems or some shit. just and, like they do in the real show yeah <laughs> and you like <laughs> recruit other ponies to help you beat make friends or something it's different and it's complicated and it's it's fun to play with if you just close your eyes a little bit and like don't worry about it um that's it for that uh next i'm going to talk about adventure time card wars uh okay so something i will say about this is that it's kind of like a different kind of card game like kind of how you said like a living card game like you know you have a set of cards and like you can play with your friends and like there's like other kinds of card games that aren't necessarily like trading card games and stuff kind of like cards of cards against humanity you know yeah like like uh one night ultimate werewolf like sushi that sushi card game what's it called sushi go sushi go yeah sushi go like they're card games like it's just yeah. a set of cards that you can play a game with like uno like right like uno exactly yeah. so like card wars is definitely in that like living card game category because there's no packs you can buy there's like structure decks you buy for specific characters and gameplay wise it's pretty simple it's probably the most simple out of all of these there's just like four kinds of field slots and you have four creatures you can play and you just beat the other guy and that that's pretty much it but card wars was it started as an episode in the Adventure Time show, and then from that episode, it made. They had a comic series. They developed a mobile app for it so people could play with uh, bots and other friends and other players. And then it just became so successful that they were able to print physical copies of these cards. So huh. it's pretty legit. Like, it's pretty crazy cool. Uh, that crazy was 2014. Cool. Also, 2014. Little little known card game called Hearthstone hit the scene, and uh, good old Daddy Blizzard made sure that that came out. Uh, Hearthstone was the first big digital collectible card game, and has been staying pretty strong the last three years with uh, constant expansions, uh, new mechanics uh, getting put into the game. They just released Dungeon Mode, which is just a new way to play the cards. They have tavern brawls where they break the rules on purpose just to have more fun. And you can't trade cards, which is the weird part, but you collect the cards to either grind the ladder or you just play for fun. You can, there's a huge competitive scene around Hearthstone, uh, almost as big as Magic the Gathering's existing competitive card scene. Which is impressive for only being around three years, and Magic's been around for 14 years, so that's kind of cool. Just saying. <laughs> Besides that, that's pretty much been the biggest. There, like after Hearthstone came out, 
now we have another wave of like small independent card games that are digital only because it's a lot cheaper to make a digital card game than having to pay for cardboard paper foiling printers distribution to stores uh advertisements and you still, for... get, and you still get people's money yeah, yeah. there's still ways to get people there's a lot of people that are horribly horribly addicted to microtransactions yeah and then one of the ones that i have oh, i deleted it Don't oh, yeah there's there's a ton there's a every every single game company has. and there's, there's one there's been a lot of like uh innovation in the in these little indie ones like i played a game where positioning was the most important part so you would still draw cards some minions had spells but you can play the cards in certain positions on the board and they would move forward a turn like they like one of their stats was movement and they would move forward and once they hit the enemy side like their last slot, then they could deal damage. Stuff like that. Like, that's cool. Lots of innovation going on right now. Uh, a little bit too much to talk to on this first episode, so maybe we'll do an episode right. about it later. And I, I will say that, like, that mechanic also is, like, kind of reminiscent of um, Dungeon Duel Masters. Dungeon Dice Wait, Monsters. Dungeon Dice Monsters. That's what yeah. you're thinking of, sir. Right. That was, that was fun, though. That is... It's like... Yeah, and like Magic: The Gathering also makes these sub-genre like games that you can play with, and like still kind of keeps some of the same ideas. You know? For those of you who have not heard our Yu-Gi-Oh episode, because it hasn't been at the time of recording, we haven't made a Yu-Gi-Oh episode yet. But uh, in the Yu-Gi-Oh anime, there's a sub-game called Dungeon Dice Monsters, created by Duke Devlin. That there's uh, even a movie about it. There is no way not a there's movie. Just, there's a game. There's a sub-arc. There's there's, a there's like a there's like a four episode arc about Dungeon Dice I'm Monsters. Sure there's a movie too. I'm pretty no, sure there's a movie. There's a movie on uh, Capsule Monsters, the one that Mokuba does. Uh, there's a Japanese movie on that. Huh. Uh, there's a game of, of, for Dungeon Dice Monsters, and right. they released a a, uh, a physical board game of Dungeon Dice Monsters that was mm-hmm. a, kind plot. of a failure. Yeah. The, the, the video game was kind of fun. But it, it, it kind of showed that existing IPs could mess around with their own formula. Like, they, they summoned uh, normal Yu-Gi-Oh! monsters onto a grid. And the grid path was uh, the dice that you used to summon it. it. It's complicated. It was kind of fun. Right. But definitely... But anyway... Yeah, it showed that people could do crazy cool stuff. And right. uh, we're just about to hit New Year's uh, in a couple of days. And uh, I just want to talk about briefly cards that are games that we're looking forward to. At least I am. Uh, yeah. 2018 Artifact, which is the Dota 2 card game, is going to come out. Uh, I'm assuming that it's going to be digital card game only, just like Hearthstone. And mm-hmm. Magic Arena also comes out in 2018, which is right. a revamping. Not a revamping. It is a Magic the Gathering's uh, answer uh, to Hearthstone. Yeah, because they already have a Magic the Gathering online, and it sucks. It's bad. 
but uh, Magic Arena sure. looks decent. So. Capo Brew was produced and hosted by Guillermo Becerra, Alfredo Becerra, and Luis Becerra. Editing by Luis Becerra, audio by Alfredo Becerra, and research and fact-checking by Guillermo Becerra. Special thanks to Maria, Devin, Mariana, Tess, and Gabe. Follow us on all the socials at hereb 3 and let us know what you think of the podcast. Thank you all for listening, and don't forget your morning Capo Brew.